0: This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geeks, show number 529, recorded on March 31st, 2022. Here at Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home news reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Carlson, broadcasting live from the AverageGuy.tv studios here in the beautiful Bellevue, Nebraska, not quite San Francisco, California, but we'll talk about that here in a second. And of course, we'll post some, some show notes. And tonight, uh, probably we'll have a few uh, after the show for you out at theaverageguy.tv. Tonight, I have Cody Sodine with us. He's the designer, engineer, CEO, co founder, uh, and uh, overseas product development for, for Carl Water. And, uh, Cody, uh, welcome to Home Gadget Geeks. Great to have you.
1: Yeah, Jim. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. We're looking forward to uh, getting into the nitty gritty here.
0: Yeah. You know, the the device we're going to talk about, your your Cara Pure device, fits right into the Home Gadget Geeks world. This is one of these things we're seeing more and more of these kind of water, water purification, in your case, water creation devices, make their way, they're getting more sophisticated, they're getting more gadgety, they're getting apps associated with them, We're like, whatever, right? Um, uh, at Gallup, we just had a summit last, uh, last year. We gave everybody these water bottles that tracks the amount that you drink, and then it buzzes you during the day if you're not drinking enough water, those kinds of things. And so you're in the water business. Let's take a second to get to know you a little bit. Can you give me a little bit on your background and, and just a little bit of how you ended up where you're at today?
1: Yeah, totally. Happy to. So now my background, um, I'll start with my professional career. Before I transitioned into Cartwater, um, I had always wanted to be an architect growing up and um, went to school for architecture, which is actually where I came up with this idea for Cartwater when I was in my second year, my sophomore year. Um, And went to school for architecture, graduated, and then I went to work right in New York City Luckily, got a great job at one of the biggest firms, KPF, and um, was able to work on the largest project, well, the largest development in New York history since the Rockefeller Center, which is Hudson Yards. Um, that was straight into the fire, but it was great. Mm-hmm. Good learning experience. Did that mm-hmm. for two years. Mm-hmm. And then I went to, uh, had an opportunity in London um, to, it was actually like a temporary, placing somebody who was supposed to be the permanent person. I ended up becoming the permanent person, stayed there for four years in London, helped build out the first ever international branch for my architectural consulting firm that I worked for, I was 22, and helped build that out, client-facing, production, admin, hiring, whatever you could think of, I had to do it, um, and did that for four years. Um, In 2018, I replaced myself as the, well, I wouldn't say I was director, but I was the proposed director I didn't want to be because I went to a full-time on car water, hired the director, and then left uh, the company to go full-time on Water, And that was, again, 2018, mm-hmm. um, 2019. You know, I, I, During 2018, I took a lot of time to really, really develop the company, no longer just the technology. Over the previous years, I had spent a lot of time developing the technology. I spent 11 years doing this so far now. Um, so it's been a long way coming, so really happy to get here. Finally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and
0: you you released a product on Indiegogo um late last year, right? And, and and it's now and we're gonna talk some more about that, but congratulations. Like it's not easy to get a product you know, to get a product all the way from an idea to a concept to engineered, to developed, built, deployed, sold, right? All those things. Are you sleeping at all? Are you getting any sleep at, uh, <laughs> I mean,
1: you know, I was just, I was just saying, I want to get my first tattoo to commemorate all the nights and evenings and days and years that I, I didn't sleep building this company. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, um, let's talk a little bit about this. Let me show this device so people know what we're talking about. Um, just, I'm just streaming the video right off your website at, at Carl Water. Or, yeah. Carl Water, K-A-R-A-W-A-T-E-R.com. Can you talk a little bit about this, this device that we're seeing here?
1: Yeah, I would love to. This was actually our first ever professional video that we did. And I remember I had to find the actors, find the producers, find the editors. All of it It was fantastic. Find their location. It was great. Um, but the product itself, uh, Pure, takes humidity from the air and produces uh, alkaline drinking water from it. So alkaline mineral drinking water from it. And again, that was by choice. Primarily, it produces drinking water purely, but we wanted to make it a very, very healthy drinking water as people just don't drink enough water. So we wanted to make sure you're getting something good when you drink it. Um, so the technology itself is really, really cool. I mean, there's, we can get into it a little bit later, but two different ways to do this. There's compressor, which is like refrigerant. So you get to the dew point by lowering the temperature and you condense the water. We use desiccants and a desiccant is like little packets in your shoe box that keep the box dry. Hmm. And that's a natural phenomenon that enacts van der Waal forces to, like a magnet, positive and negative water, and the molecule it attaches to attract like a magnet and it captures the water out of the air, just from airflow. So that's what we employ. So it's highly sustainable, it's a lot quieter, and it's, uh, it's also a lot more affordable compared to well, the technology itself there is just better for the environment, which is great.
0: Now, wait a minute. Those little packets that we get inside of our tech gear to keep things, those aren't snacks? I thought those were snacks.
1: Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's funny. when I thought about the same thing when I first started doing research into this technology. And you know why they say not to eat it? It's not that they, um, it's not that the, it's silica. Silica, has, it's not harmful. It's the most abundant element on Earth. What is harmful is that they add cobalt to silica mm. so it turns blue so that you know it's wet. So the cobalt is actually what's harmful, not the silica.
0: This is the harmful process. Well, that's my kids said that joke to me at Christmas time uh, that we opened something. One of those packets fell out and they were like snacks. And we all thought that was the funniest. <laughs> I'd never, I never, had never heard that before. Um, so when when you mentioned on the website, you mentioned this kind of the 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 alkaline or the, the what you're made. Why is that? Why is that important? Like, why, why can't, what, isn't all water the same? But why is that important yes. to you?
1: That's a great point. You know, we always have to defend that point. And I, myself, I'm not a, I'm not a fad person. I'm not a person that likes to be, do trendy things. I don't wear name brand anything. Um, so when we understood that what people were looking for was healthy water. And we looked into it, and we see that there's the essentials of the world, there's the Fiji Waters of the world, and these guys sell, a million, almost hundreds of million dollars a year, of bottled water. And if that's who we got at work, if that's who we're competing against, you know, to reduce plastic bottle waste, we had to match that, right? So we did some some deeper dive research into alkaline water, and I don't mean by like WebMD or like, you know, Health Magazine. I'm talking about like scientific studies that were peer-reviewed. You know, from credible sources. And I, you know, wanted to make sure that I could defend any claim that I put out there. And I didn't want to put something out that wasn't defensible. So, you know, one of the claims about uh, uh, alkaline water and um, the ability to reduce the acidity, the acidic bio- environment in your body. This is the simplest way I like to put it. You know, if you eat acidic foods, drink a lot of coffee, eat a lot of meat, you get acid reflux, you get heartburn, right? Plain and simple. We all know this is a common thing. The inverse of acidic is alkaline. So if you drink a lot of alkaline water or have an alkaline diet, you reduce the acidity in your body, which can reduce heartburn, which can reduce acid reflux. It's the most simple way to explain it when it comes to the ability to you know, have an alkaline diet or drink alkaline water. There's tons of other benefits. That's the easiest way I like to explain it.
0: And is there, are there any processes, walk us through kind of from the, because you're, you're pulling this out of the air. I mean, what if I'm in Arizona and it's a naturally dry climate, you're there in San Francisco, you have the benefits of of the fog rolling in on a fairly regular basis. It's pretty, you know, high humidity there. Is it better in humidity and in high humid environments versus maybe something that's dry? Talk a little bit about that process.
1: Yeah, totally. So, you know, we understand that this is a environmentally driven technology. It just what it's a pure fact, but that's actually not a. It's not like a. It's not a negative for us. It's actually a positive because then it tells us, well, where can we sell it to? What's the best place that can help a lot of people that, to sell this to? And uh, you know, places like Florida, Texas, California were some of our best areas that we sold into. Then we have places that you wouldn't think about, like Vancouver. It's super humid in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Great great place that's sold into. Iceland is actually super humid. Parts of Germany, like Hamburg, are super humid. Mm. Australia coast, super humid. We had a lot of great traffic in these areas. And these places, what you find where there's a lot of humidity because of sea or lake is that there's actually not a lot of access to clean drinking water, mm. right? Which is weird because of contamination or pollution um, just because there's some con- conservation on yeah. some of their water, right? So we find that actually these are the best places that need it. Think about like Thailand or China, something like that. They have poor water quality, but they have a lot of water, a lot of access to it, but just poor water quality or poor infrastructure for that reason too.
0: How much water in, so I'm imagining, um, you know, you, you mentioned like 10 liters a day. Is that pretty dependent upon the humidity that's uh, around you and the drier environments? Is that going to drop down? How kind of, how's that work?
1: Yeah, that's, we get that question a lot. It's probably and you know as I answer this question more and as more we, uh, you know, are able to observe the product in use, we learn a lot more from it. So what I used to, the good the answer is that, but we used to say was you know, yes, between 16 and 80 percent humidity, you'll get roughly 10 liters of water. That's what you have for the day. What we find more of now, that's still you know the true fact of it is it's not about the 10 liters. It's about how much are you going to use those 10 mm-hmm. liters per day. So if you're uh, not work from home, you go to an office every day or you have to go to work or you are out gym or if you're out with friends, whatever it may be, it's still making water. So if you're home for half the day, it's typically full. By the time you get home, you may drink one or two liters for the evening. You know, I, I have a house of six. Yeah. We would constantly use it, never ran out. And I was, I would never even mention to the people that were using it, like how much water that was there. Cause I wanted to actually see myself. Is this gonna run out? Never had never, never did. Mm. And we always host a guest and all those things. Never ran out. So that was more of what we see is how much is someone gonna use this? And will it always be making water? No. Actually, mm. we found that it was mainly in standby, almost always full. Mm. Reason mm. being is that people don't drink enough yeah. water. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're right. We we right? are we're habitually <laughs> dehydrated, right? I mean, we we just don't we just don't drink. It's, it's amazing. We live in a, in a country where for the most part, and there's exceptions now and it's getting worse. And, and Mm -hmm. I think, you know, this is, this can address something like that, but our clean water is accessible just about everywhere. And yet we're, we're horribly dehydrated all the time. It's one of those, you know, I mentioned we gave out a water bottle at our conference and it tracks, you know, when you fill it up and how often you drink. And then it, You can set some drinking goals, which I was like, do we, do we really need goals for water? But apparently we do. And, uh, and it reminds you, you know, at the end of the day, um, Hey, you haven't, you haven't had enough water. You, you mentioned, um, you know, you think about, you compared, you know, we had, we had the guys at Flow Water on last summer and they filter, heavily filter groundwater and, and you're pulling it from the air. And still filtering it. First of all, talk a little bit about the filtering process. What are you doing? Because there's a lot of crap in the air too, right? I mean, it's not the cleanest. (laughs) That's not the cleanest place in the (laughs) world anymore. So talk a little bit about what you're doing filtering and how that's different than ground filtering.
1: Sure. And that's a major point of why people buy a car actually, and I'll get into that. So, and, you know, think of the time typically when things evaporate, not everything becomes airborne. So most of the heavy metals or dirts or things that are in groundwater don't actually become airborne when water evaporates. It becomes more pure. Yes, some things through wind will get picked up into the air and air movement um, or you know just natural exhaust of things. So what we do is we first have an air intake filter. It's a large particle filter. So that removes anything large particle. It's more like your dryer, how your dryer can like keep dust from getting out of your dryer. Um, we're going to somewhere it shouldn't and right. building up. Then second to that, which is very unique to what we have in our product compared to refrigerant-based technology, because we use desiccant, um, you know, as I mentioned, it naturally captures water from the air. It works towards equilibrium. So it'll get as saturated as the humidity is in the room. So what you need to do is you have to keep drying it out, regenerating it. The process of regeneration is with the heating process. So the heating process continually keeps that desiccant very, very dry, so that as you pass air over it, you continually can absorb water out of the air. Um, It's a direct formula. So as you heat it, you have to imagine that it has to be at the some level of steam, temperature for steam, which is around 100 degrees Celsius. At 100 degrees Celsius, it kills viruses, bacteria, and germs in the air. Mm -hmm. So as you're steaming it, you're technically creating distilled water that then passively condenses into the tank. So technically it's distilled water and it's also a really, really powerful air purifier that uses age-old technology of heat to kill viruses and bacteria in the air. Hmm.
0: How often, because it's doing all that, how often do I have to change internal components to to kind of keep it clean?
1: Yeah, so we, with the background in architecture, I had a lot of heavy focus on user experience um, when designing CarPure. And I really wanted to, I always tell this, I remember like, you know, you have your refrigerator that pours water and then you lose your mind when you go to try to change your filter because you think it's gonna break. You're just positive you're gonna break it. It's never gonna work again. You have this bad experience and user experience. So in car Pure, their filter, the air filter is uh, cleanable by vacuum. You don't have to take it out. You can just take a vacuum to it. You just take the vacuum to the inside of it. The door opens on the back hinge. There's no screwdrivers, no wrenches, no tools required. You can just open it with a key that comes and take a vacuum to it. That's also the same for the filters. As the filters need to be changed, you don't have to open anything up with a screwdriver or taking the screws out. You just there's a twist off filter. Twist it off, get the new ones, pop them in, twist it back on. Slides like folds back down on a hinge, and you're done.
0: That's that sounds simple. pretty. That sounds pretty simple to get that done.
1: Yeah yeah, so uh, that was the point. So just to answer your question, wow. that component that absorbs the water and uh, you know kills the virus and bacteria has a five to seven year lifespan. and it only has a five percent degradation over those five years to seven years.
0: That's pretty long. that's and and yeah. for most people, it's on it's on all the time. It's creating, let's just say between, Five and ten liters a day, if it's being used pretty constantly, maybe different. Does it if it's not being used? So if it fills up and shuts off, I'm assuming you're you could get a little bit more life if that's going to be kind of, um, you know, if that's going to be a standard. If it's going to be you know maybe weekend use or something like that, maybe last a little bit. Would that be true?
1: Yep, for the most part, you know the filters are actually rated for six thousand liters. But we, regardless of 6,000 liters, so again, if you make 10 liters per day, that's 3,600 liters per year, right, at max. Um, Mm -hmm. That means that you still have about 2,400 liters left in lifespan of your filter. The reason that not just us, but any company that uses filters for water recommend changing them annually, it's not because that filter has no lifespan left, it's that filters tend to grow mold after a year, and Mm for safety safety Mm -hmm. and health precautions, you change your filters.
0: Yeah, that would make sense. That would make sense. On the, on the water side, you know, on the, fr- taking water, groundwater, turning it into clean drinking water, you've always, you know, th- you're probably dealing with even more particulates, yeah. even more components, right, in that, and, and makes that, kind of makes that process even, uh, even harder, I would imagine.
1: Yeah. And, you know, as I mentioned, when you first asked the question, um, honestly, the biggest driving force for why people purchased carpure was that they solely drink bottled water. And then when we find that, we ask them, why do they only drink bottled water? We're finding more and more, and this will continue to become more of a factor, and especially in the United States, that people are having traumatic experiences with their tap water, filtered or not, and they just entirely move away from it. Mm-hmm. They don't want to use it ever again. They've had some bad experience. They get some type of sickness or whatever from it, and they don't trust it anymore. Or, for example, somebody in Florida had mentioned that their town had alerted them that they had bacteria in their water. Even though the town said that, that it was bacteria-free like a month later, never drank their tap water mm-hmm. again. They just didn't know. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 hard. It gets hard to trust um, at that point. Um, Brian's asking a question from the chat room. He says, have you found most interest, we're going to talk a little bit about pricing here and, and maybe market segment in just a second, but have you found most in, interested potential customers are businesses or individuals? What is wh- as, as you did this first round, what are you seeing in the numbers?
1: Yeah. So, you know, I really focused heavily on the D 2 C, direct-to-consumer right? mm. channel, understanding one thing that a lot of the technologies that are competitive to us they are very industrial looking, they don't, not something you want to put in your home, nonetheless your office, it doesn't look good. And I put a, a heavy emphasis on design um, for Car Pure, and that really resonated with people. And we found that a lot of homeowners, a lot of individuals were our strongest uh, kind of customer base. Um, we do find that a lot of, uh, there's a lot of opportunity in the hospitality space, like the Four Seasons of the World and putting these into. Their suites and their lobbies; it just complements their brand. So we focused heavily on brand and consumer experience. You know, this is going to be in your home. You don't want to have to put it in a closet. You want to put it out somewhere. Make the conversation mm-hmm. piece.
0: Yeah, it it does look nice. Let me br- we'll bring up the uh, you know bring up the product page on that, and it, we saw it in the video early here. Looks very nice. I don't have to run a water line to it. Right. That's kind of, I could put it anywhere. Yeah. It does require, I'm assuming it acquires power. Is it U.S. right now? Is it U.S. only? Or are you guys shipping these overseas? Yep. How's that working?
1: All over. Okay. So we ran the campaign globally. Um, we are now folk The Indiegogo campaign was a global campaign. We actually just like a few days ago uh, limited it to North America and Australia. Um, and the rest of the world will be uh, trafficked through our website. Reason being is it just more expensive to ship globally and manufacture globally. The US is such a large base of our sales, it's easier to ship a container versus a few units elsewhere. Yeah.
0: So 3500 dollars price point. How are you finding folks responding to that? And and talk a little bit about that market segment.
1: So we just released that price point. We had run the campaign. That's it's currently at we just bumped it up from 1799 to 1999 and obviously that did really well. We cost a million dollars not too long ago and pre-sales. And as soon as we listed this within one hour, we had two or three purchases. So it's been really well received. received. And I'll be honest with you. I won't think, I think that, I don't know if you, if you came across this yet. I actually didn't know why we saw a huge spike in traffic on our website. We don't run any ads to our website. We don't run any promotions to our website. And then recently, someone that's a home maintenance person in my building sent me a video and we were in that video. It has 4.5 million views. Wow. It's called inventions of the future by tech zone. And I was like, I didn't even know we were in that till two weeks later. So that's where the traffic came from. And a lot of the uh, conversions came from as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you find for, for the average consumer, you know, thinking, uh, I mean, if you, I guess if you're prioritizing a fresh drinking water supply and you're in You're, you're in a spot where, um, you know, even here in the United States where that is not, I mean, we do have some really poor pockets now, (laughs) if you think of like Flint, Mm -hmm. Michigan, right? Yeah. Um, Do you find, are you getting any civic or do you, do you have any, um, have you had any like, you know, cities or municipalities contact you about scaling this out a little bit? Bigger. I know you know you're kind of doing it at the home level because that kind of makes sense. But has there been any talk of scaling this out to be any larger?
1: Yeah, we have had so much opportunity from that campaign because it was so visible. We've had to waitlist people. We've become that person at this point. Like we, you know, we can't work with you. We don't have the capacity, the resources. Mm-hmm. So we've been shortlisting people, and it's just it, it, it's not to sound like you can taste. I'm super grateful for this, but we have so much opportunity. We're picking what works best for us based on financial models and sales and whatnot, and who can who can help us grow sustainably. I, I tell my team every day, one foot in front of the other. Don't bite off more than you could chew. You know, just do it right. Let's get this technology more mainstream. You know, it, the opportunity will always be there. It you know will or we'll make it happen. But I don't want to go too too fast. I want to get to grow sustainably and make sure the company can you know, get into where it needs to when it can. So we're really focusing on the D2C, the home consumer. Now we will look to move more into some B2B soon, some hotels, hospitality, some restaurants, coffee shops, spas, things like that. And then we'll look to get into the B2G later down the road. I want I also want to vet out the technology and develop it a little bit further for yeah. that.
0: From, from an engineering standpoint is if I want 20 liters, is it just making it twice as big? Is it that simple or, no. Does it get harder Scaling, because the math doesn't work?
1: So it's volume of your space. So if I have a big room, it there's a lot more water vapor in there, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's a stronger fan that will help pull in more water. Um, but it's still directly proportional to the surface area of the desk okay. that we're using.
0: So in theory, could you? But also I also want know, to
1: spend some time on that.
0: Yeah, yeah. In in theory, could you if you had a fairly high uh, moisture content? and you could get maybe a bigger device in theory. Does that work to generate, to be able to generate for like, I would think like a hotel, you may go through that a little bit faster or maybe they just do they, would they do multiple units instead of having one big unit Would they maybe install two or three of them? Would that work?
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's the, that's, that's the idea is that you, we look at these other products that do 30, 40 liters a day. And I'm like, it's, it's this, it's this deep. yeah. And it's, like, this tall. And it has this crazy, techy interface. And I'm like, Who are you selling this to? <laughs> Who's going to use that, you know? Uh,
0: yeah, we've seen some of those. We, we interviewed last year. We interviewed big, they're kind of big units. They've got big filters in them, right? And they're, they're, they're doing a nice job, right? It's just a, it's a, it's a bigger kind of unit. You talked about, you know, this has really started, kind of kicked off for you in 2018, of course, we, we, you know, we've had a small little pandemic go sweep around the world. How, how has that affected if, you know, you're saying, Hey, we're able to kill virus, right? We're able to, you know, this, this can pull it at, was there some concern during COVID that like, do we really want to be pulling things out of the air with, with COVID around? I, you know, just, you know how people are unreasonable Yeah, in that, yeah.
1: You know, when I when we we knew that this was an air purification technology as well, Mm -hmm. but we really didn't dive too deep into it. You know, you don't want to offer too many things and confuse people. Mm -hmm. Our primary offering is drinking water. Right. So we had a third party during COVID. We had a third party lab test our technology um, against the flu virus, the H1N1 virus, which is the same structure as COVID. Um, And what we found was actually like astonishing. It had a ninety nine point nine percent removal rate of the COVID, of the flu virus in space. Um, so, you know, because we haven't been able to test it against COVID, we can't make the claim that it kills COVID, but it does kill the flu virus, which is yeah. very similar.
0: Yeah. Well, and you know, yeah, that, I mean, that's a good, it's a good test um, for sure. Do you find, um, will you, will you approach it from an air purification, you know, space to see, or do you want to, go ahead.
1: I think we found our lane and we want to stick with it. You know what I mean? If people want to buy it for that, if that's your soap purpose, and you're searching for something, you're like, I get an added benefit of water. By all means, that's you. That's for you, right? But if you want an air purifier, you're probably just going to look for specifically an air purifier. That's great. That's fine. But, you know, definitely down the road we'll look too. But we want to stick to what our primary value prop is now.
0: Yeah, it's a it's and it's a space. It is a space. It's a whole nother space, right, when we think about uh, yeah. those those that are out there. Um, any environmental, Are there any environmental concerns if I'm, you know, the, the atmosphere has moisture in it? If I start, say this goes large scale and everybody starts pulling the moisture out of the air, is, is there any concern that this could create, you know, every, uh, the butterfly effect that it could have some kind of effect on the in the environment long, long term if we're all doing this?
1: Yeah, that's a good, that's a good question. So, I had asked this question. Well, I said I had a statement. We went through a, a, an accelerator program called CleanTech Open in two thousand and nineteen. It's the world's largest clean tech accelerator, and um, I remember they were all focused on energy, 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 carbon emission, carbon re- reduction, carbon reduction. And I was like, "What about water vapor reduction?" But like, what do you mean? I was like, "Isn't water vapor the driving force of like hurricanes and storms? Mm. And it's actually the driving force of climate change, but it's related to the heat that's built up because of carbon." So if you drop carbon, you drop water vapor. But that's why we have harsher storms, harsher hurricanes, because so much water vapor is in the air because it's hot. And then it rapidly condenses. You have this massive Mm -hmm. storm that happens. And that's what keeps happening over and over again. So when you think about the question of, like, where is our groundwater going? Because everyone asks that. Like, it's drying up. It's going away, right? That's what we always hear. But you never think about, like, where to it go? It's just going into the air. It's just transfer energy, right? So just going into the air. So we have a massive amount of water in the air. If it became a new source. It's a new lake. It's a new ocean in the yeah. air to tap into, yeah. you know. So it's yeah. definitely yeah. abundant.
0: You you've experienced in California. You've experienced, and I grew up there. We we maybe had one of these the whole time I was growing up. But these atmospheric rivers that come in mm-hmm. off Last of the couple
1: off, weeks, yeah.
0: <laughs> they come in and they just. I mean, it just dumps right. And um, interesting, you know, same same kind of conversation we're having around carbon capture and, you know, putting that back in the ground. There's some, you know, as you think about that, if the, if the, if the air is holding more moisture than it did, it seemed like it would be, it would be kind of, you know, ripe for this kind of technology. What about, are you you getting approached, I I mentioned about, you know, municipalities maybe here in the United States, but does this have third world implications as far as getting fresh drinking water to villages that don't have any Um, that don't have that. And and any thought to adding some solar capabilities? It takes some power to get this. Any thought to adding solar to make it completely off-grid?
1: Yeah, so that's one of the verticals we are definitely planning to get in there. You know, as we start off early, when you build any product with a battery in there, it's so much harder to import or export. Lots more customs and costs come with it so we take we not, not that we tabled it but it's going to be later on we wanted to get something out the door you know get that get the product out there so having a battery in there is going to add some more complication because you need an inverter um with the solar panels you know you'd have more space that you need to take up even yeah. if you have roof space so what the main thing that we're finding is just the electrification of the world is happening a lot more rapidly nowadays than it used to be for example i think almost every home in australia has solar panels that feed into the grid great- yeah. Almost no no almost no energy is paid for anymore in Australia. So, you know, when we think about things like that, the US is also pushing very hard for renewables to become the primary source of energy, especially under the Biden administration, right? So we think about that and we say, well, do we really want to upsell people on solar panels? And or do we just keep going where we're going and you know, at some point it's gonna get there pretty soon too, I think. Yeah. Um So, you know, as that comes into it, we will develop a technology to produce. It'll be smaller. Most people want to go bigger. I would rather go smaller. That takes a lot less energy be able to fit into your home. You know, the story you always hear, especially when we we were in India selling, is that people, they have these big RO systems in the center of a village that produce a lot of water. And you have to go there, you wait in line, you fill up your containers. The same thing as going to the river and filling it up like back, Mm -hmm. which still happens in Africa. Why do people why should people have to leave their home you know what I mean like we don't leave our home why should they get something that would fit into their home I find that more practical a much better solution so that's the direction I would go in if I were to develop yeah. this technology in a smaller scale that would you know fulfill the need of a family a small family or in the village
0: it's a good it's a great answer as we look at this design here what would I expect from a power draw you know if I'm you know there's some parts of the country you're in one of them where energy is pretty expensive. What would I expect from a power draw from, from a unit like this?
1: Yeah, so we're doing, again, this is still pretty early stage. There's a lot of room for growth. And I always caveat that by saying compressor technology has been developed for the last, God knows how long, super long time. Compressor technology is way, way ahead. Desiccant technology, the last 20 years, maybe like three or four companies have helped develop it. There's not a lot of research done there. There's a lot of room for growth and opportunity in there. And that's what makes me excited about this technology. One is sustainable, one it's more environmentally friendly, it's quieter, and there's a lot of room for growth in the um, energy reduction that's used so far. So we're currently at 1.4 kilowatts per liter, which is pretty high. But we're gonna continually reduce that. And again, the 50% usage is what we're seeing. So that brings it down to about 0.7 kilowatts per hour that you're gonna see, because people are only using it 50% of the day. And that will then bring it down, depending, I'll use New York numbers, which is around 21 cents per kilowatt, about you know, 13 Cents, that twelve to thirteen cents per liter of premium drinking water is equivalent to Fiji, mm-hmm. right? So it's pretty pretty decent, especially if you're already buying bottled water.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and a lot better from a less plastic perspective. I mean, we we totally. definitely have a plastic problem um, w- when it comes down to that. Here, uh, here in Nebraska, pretty uh, pretty wild temperature swings and pretty wild humidity s- swings in the summer, I'm running an air conditioner to remove the, the moisture from, from the inside of my house. Uh, Any thoughts on uh, thinking about the placement of this condenser so I could get it in the optimal place? In the summer, it'd be optimal to have it outside. In the winter, of course, you wouldn't want that. I could freeze, right? So any, uh, when, when we think of conditions outside of, listen, I grew up in San Jose. I know how beautiful the weather is all year long. But the rest of us live in some pretty, you know, harsh conditions. Any thoughts on maximizing that to take advantage of the, the current conditions outside?
1: Yeah, totally. So if you have central air, obviously don't put it over a vent, right? <laughs> you don't want to be competing with that airflow. You want to put it in an open space. You want to have at least six inches off the wall. We know it's going to be something that goes up against the wall somewhere like that, or up against the surface, at least six inches from each vent off the wall. And you want to put it away again from any, any vents that you have. Uh, additionally, a larger, the space, the better. So if you're putting it into like I don't know, a small dining room, may not be the best place. But you want to put it in the living room or your kitchen, if it's bigger, right? Whatever the biggest spaces you have that you can, that you feel comfortable putting it into. That's what we recommend. Again, away from vents, six inches off the wall, largest space that you could put it in. Mm-hmm. Those will all help to, you know, overcome any, uh, any volumetric changes of, you know, water vapor in the air because of your HX system on or heaters that are on.
0: if I had a naturally damp room, I have a basement room that might just naturally hold water for whatever reason, would that be like an ideal kind of situation? Yeah. You know, you, you want this totally. near, you, know, you wouldn't want it in the, you know, the bottom of the house in the corner because you want people to use it, right? But that, uh, any, any thoughts to being able to, you know, today I can, I can fill from the device, could I come off of that with some plumbing and maybe move that, put it in one location and draw on it in another?
1: When you say put on some plumbing, what do you mean by that? Yeah.
0: So, I mean, say I have a basement corner that's just naturally very, very moist. I put it down there to capture that. But I really want to run some, I want to run a, you know, I want to run a hose up to the sink, so to speak, where I've got my you know, I've got maybe one of those little water dispensers that I could do right off the sink. Any, any way I could, and I'm not saying you built this in now, but a thought to being having a, you know, a water out that I could tap into to take it to another location.
1: We've thought of both of those. So we've thought of a water line in just in case Mm -hmm. you have like no power and you want just water coming through your filters, you have healthy water. Yeah. Um, or if you order supplements, say you're in an office space or something. Um, We've thought of that. We've thought of the water out that just requires a stronger pump or if it's, you know, if you have a system built in already that you could attach it to. um, It's not that complicated. You know, you just need a pump that can push the water depending on the distance that you're traveling to the faucet that you're going to. Totally. I mean, you can also just, you know, get a jug of water, put it in your fridge from it,
0: you know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. No, no, right on. Well, this is, these are, you know, uh, we're, we're, thinking about these things all the time. It's like, okay, you know, the tech guys that listen to this show are always like, how can I maximize the output of this thing to the nth? You know, I want to get, you know, I, I, we, I, we probably have some listeners who would say, do you have an app associated with it? And can I monitor the inside? You know, how much water is in the tank, where the filters are at from a changing perspective? Is that, is that available? Are you guys thinking about it? Talk a little bit about how do I monitor this thing?
1: Yeah, so that's actually going to be coming out in this batch of units that we're, that we're producing now for the Indiegogo campaign. Um, I, you know, you always have these visions of what you want. You want this amazing LCD screen, this amazing app, all these integration sensors, things that you can pull on and data, da, da, da. So we have, you know, we're going to do as much as we can. Obviously, not everything at once. But we will be having, you know, a flow rate sensor that'll tell you how many plastic bottles you've offset. You will have an app that will tell you when your filters need to be changed. You will have um, hot, cold, and room temperature water. So those things will be integrated on the L C D. Um, additionally, with this is a cool one. So recently, you know, we're a social we're we're an environmental impact and social impact company, but first, you know, it's water. Got into the, the game to help bring water to people, not just design a pretty product. But um we're gonna partner with this company called Ocean Bottle, which is very similar to what you mentioned about the bottle that tells you when you need to drink more water. This takes it to the next level where every liter that you fill into the bottle or that you drink, they contract somebody in a third-world country to go remove a liter of plastic bottle waste or pollution. So they physically go take that bottle and those bottles they create are compressed of a thousand recycled plastic bottles. So we're integrating that into our system, into an AP, into the API, and every liter you pour, somebody will go physically pick up a bottle of water and, you know, a plastic bottle that's in, in the ocean or wherever that country that has a lot of pollution, which is going to be really, really exciting Good. and awesome to get into. Good.
0: Yeah, that sounds exciting. I think this is for for my audience. They're going to want to see that LCD screen that's got all the different stats and what am I doing and how's it working and how much have I used and you know how how much is it purified and what's the current humidity in the room yep you know that'll be of, there all yeah, that some of those kinds of things so there's we're you know a lot of smart you know a lot of smart home home automation uh, type even even with you know i point back here cuz i have one of those you know amazon devices to say hey a lady tell me how much water i have in the in the tank you know type deal is all those things I think those um, those folks are looking for, Cody? Anything else that I missed? I got just a couple minutes with you, and I and, and you need to move on, you know. But anything else that I missed that uh, that you want to cover on this as you think about uh, folks listening today?
1: Um, I will say that you know this. Um, I know this is a little plug, but the campaign isn't going to be up there forever, and that price point is going to go away pretty soon as we start to transition to our website for full e-commerce sales. You know, you offer the, the biggest discount that you can during a crowdfunding campaign. And that's what we did. So the price point that it is now, we tell everybody that's not going to be there forever. It's going to be the lowest price you can get it at. It's going to move towards the $34.99 price point very, very soon. So we're trying to encourage people if they want to get it to get it in their order in soon. Additionally, the shipping will be put in. You know, will, It'll be shipped to you sooner than it would if you were to get it later on. So you save some money, get it sooner, and it's going to be, the right time to get it but um you know i will say additionally on the technology side um it's definitely an up and coming technology there's a lot of room for growth here and it's exciting so you know anything that can localize decentralize that's that's where the world the way the world Mm. is going so really excited to be able to push this forward and we're super excited for all the support that we got to get this technology so widely received and such a well received audience of it as well, so we're super excited about that.
0: So as of right now, the Indiegogo campaign has the best price. That's not going to be out there forever. Yeah. Is that is that right? And then, uh, or you can, and it will transition to purchase to the price I showed, uh, which is on the screen. So the Indiegogo price right now is what again? How much? nineteen ninety nine so two thousand okay, we'll
1: move to thirty four ninety
0: nine pretty soon wow, that's a that's a pretty significant discount that's that's pretty great okay well
1: it was seventeen ninety nine a couple days ago we yeah. just bumped it up so <laughs> oh,
0: I should have had you on sooner uh well that's yeah, okay yeah. I even it even it I mean that's a significant savings over uh you know over what it will be available um um for Cody, uh, one one last question I just thought of. So you mentioned this, smaller devices. Are you thinking maybe like a countertop device that would, when you think of smaller devices, that would less power, maybe a little more efficient, and then be able to hold five liters or something like that? Is that what you're thinking going forward in the future, possibly, as, an, as another device?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Not to give any... Trade secrets way yeah, because right. everyone likes to go bigger. Everyone, everyone likes to go bigger. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do the, I like to do the opposite. Of what people are doing for the most part, find yeah. there's a niche in there all the time. So I would like to go smaller, have a very well-designed product that could fit on your countertop, you know, like your Nespresso's or something like that, that you actually, look, looks nice. You enjoy having it there. Something that's simple. Um, and be able to offer different types of water with your, unit that's what we want to get into is offering different mineral content flavored, caffeinated anything you can think of really so that we can offer you know people more options here um but yes smaller countertop version more energy efficient less capacity uh just more accessible yeah will uh, take up less space if you don't have a lot of wall space you know so that you can uh fit it into a smaller
0: home yeah i'd love to have it next Obviously to a lot my- more affordable I'd love to have it next to my coffee maker because we use distilled water for that, you know, jug to distilled water, recycle the bottle. But still, it would make it nice to be able to, when I need to fill up the, you know, its water reservoir, just to take it from this and put it in that. And I would feel pretty confident that, that it would, although you keep the minerals right in your water, as opposed to a lot, the water, the still water has the minerals taken out so that it doesn't build up in that, right? You're keeping the minerals, because that's really, we do want to drink water with some minerals, right? Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. So good. Well, Cody, I know you got a hard stop, and, uh, and I'll let you go, but thanks again. If you do, um, if you ever do get in a situation you want to come on, you got anything new you want to talk about, uh, uh, we'd love to have you back. So just, uh, just ping me, and I'd love to have you on if you get a smaller unit, or you got some new technology coming, or you want to Talk about some stuff. We'd love to have you back. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it.
1: But so what I was saying uh, before I get another random phone call is, I will send you a, a discount link just for this group, so you guys get a special discount on the campaign. Great. So that will be—I'll give you guys a seventeen ninety-nine special discount link if anybody's interested in getting their own car pure. So I'll Great. give you guys a special link when uh, we hop off here.
0: Yeah, appreciate that. That's always nice. We'll have that in the show notes and available um, to you. And I'll try to get it. If you can get it to me in the next day or so. I'll put it on screen so folks can see it on the video. So Cody, I know you got to run. I don't (laughs) want to make you late. I don't want to be the mean guy who made you late for the meeting. So thanks for coming out and thank, I appreciate it. Good luck to you and and everything that's going on and stay in touch with us. We appreciate it.
1: Yeah, we'll do. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate it. It was a great time being on the show. Yeah, Uh, Look forward to potentially come back on again later when we have new products.
0: Anytime. Just give me, just give me a holler when you're ready to announce something and we'll have you on.
1: We'll do. All right. Yeah.
0: great day. All right, Cody. Take care. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. A couple of reminders. reminders, uh, Cody on his way out there, and a big thanks, uh, Cody Sodine, again, from, from, uh, from Cara Pure, or, yeah, from Cara Water, who makes the car pure. That's what we've been talking about. And, uh, and a fun interview. Hope you guys enjoyed it out there. If you're listening live, Ihanko uh, Marv says, cool tech? I think so. I think that's pretty sweet. Like, uh, you know, I'd love to have one of those. It, I, I'd actually... Yeah, you know, I've been thinking about putting a water dispenser down here because I just don't drink enough water and it, his desktop version would be perfect. I could put it over here in the corner and it would encourage me just when I'm thirsty to just go, I know that's lazy. I know. It's totally lazy. Like, Tim, you could walk upstairs and you probably need the steps anyways to go up the stairs and, you know, get water. But that'd be a cool little, that'd be a cool little device. Again, he'll give me the code and uh, put it in the show notes for the $17.99. That's a pretty great deal, considering it's about half of what they're going to be uh, here off the website. So um, appreciate that. Brian says thanks as well. And uh, just an overall great guy. we will open to have him back as well. Hey, a couple of reminders on the way out. One is the end of the month, uh, the end of April. Uh, so not this month because it's already the end of the month. At uh, the end of April, uh, the 28th, we're going to do a Tech News Roundtable. And all we're going to do is, if you've got some news that you want to talk about, and you've got, I'm giving you a couple weeks to kind of get ready for this, but uh, invite you on if you've got, you know, it, it basically it's just a roundtable. It'll be, it'll be me and three others, maybe you listening, Kevin, to talk about some tech news. And uh, we're going to give this this uh, roundtable format a try. Send me an email. If you're interested in joining for that, I need a link to a news Item, so it needs to be can't necessarily be depends when you submit it, but can't necessarily be cutting edge in the moment like that day. Right, we need a little bit of time, but uh, it can be other things. And I'm not going to be able to take them all if I get a ton of them. We'll have to figure it out. If I don't take you this time, maybe we'll take you next time. But send me an email, Jim at theaverageguy.tv, and um, and we'll see see if we can get it April 28th. We'll give that uh, we'll kind of give that a try. John Biggs is with us, I think next week, talking a little bit about health tech. Let me double check that here just to make sure. Yeah, John's with us. And uh, he's been prepping me with uh, what he's getting ready for. So you're probably going to want to be here next week to be a part of this. And um, so he's coming out and then got to schedule something for the 14th. Rich Hay is coming on. We've got that round table on the 28th. Paul Breran's coming back on the 5th of May. Aaron Lawrence is scheduled uh, uh, again for the twelfth, so we've got some good stuff coming up for you. Just might want to get ready for. Don't forget, you can join me for the YouTube premiere. We do these every, we do this at noon every Saturday noon, noon Central, and uh, uh, theaverageguy.tv/slash/YouTube if you want to join us. A couple of us chat. This is kind of fun. Last couple weeks, I haven't had anybody, so I'd love to have you. So come out and join us on Saturdays. It's a little lonely by myself. You know, I'm just sitting there waiting for you to chat with me. So. Get out there. slash youtube Love to have you out every Saturday noon Central. Then a big thanks to Gavin Campbell who joined us last week. We talked about his his Unify and uh, Euro setups. I almost said it Ubiquity, but Unify. Got a lot of great comments from you on that. Uh, a lot of Neil. Thank you for your feedback and some details on that. Always great. Gavin, thanks for coming on and being a part of it and uh, enjoyed that um, as well. Uncle Marv says in the chat room, he says, uh, Like you, I'd love to have that next to my coffee maker as well. Smaller units could be um, huge. You know, as I was saying that, Marv, one of the things I was thinking, I don't want the minerals. I'm trying to get the minerals out. That's why I use that heavily distilled water, because it has the minerals taken out. I don't want that building up in my coffee maker. So that wouldn't work in that sense, because they leave the minerals in we really need to be drinking water with minerals, right? That's good for us. Our bodies were kind of made to do that and, uh, or evolved, however you feel about that, uh, to do that. Um, So, uh, yeah, as I kind of thought that through, I thought, well, okay, maybe I wouldn't feed that directly with the minerals in place. Because, of course, the minerals build up on the heating device, some of those kinds of things. So, um, Brian says, "Uh, always fun to do a show Saturday mornings when I can. I've had a couple prior obligations the last couple of weeks and another this weekend I uh, hope to join again soon and you can too uh, Saturday uh, those Saturday mornings noon Central be a part of it we are live oh and I should say big thanks to to maple Grove partners get secure reliable high-speed hosting from those that you know and you trust and of course that's Christian does a great job I'm actually behind on getting cyber frontiers out probably get it out this weekend probably do it tomorrow and, um, and so if you haven't resubscribed to Cyber Frontiers, you might want to. Just a show we'll be working on and getting kind of back, back up to speed once a month, just one a month, one hour a month. You could, you can subscribe to it. Big thanks again, Cody Sodine, who joined us uh, from, from, um, you know, Kara Water and the Kara Pure devices that we talked about. And I hope to have him back uh, talking about that stuff, that stuff just, fa- I, I, I love that stuff. And again, I have a code, I have a coupon code that I may be showing on the screen right now. I hope I have it. If you're on YouTube, I'm showing it on the screen right there. Probably won't last forever. So if you're going to take advantage of it, it's a big investment, but I don't know, maybe you're in a situation where you kind of need some clean water. If that works for you, uh, use the coupon code that's available there. We are live every third, oh, I should say, hold on, before I do that, I didn't do the beer pour. I, I wanted to get right to Right to Cody. So, I I was down at our local big box. There's we have a big box liquor store here in Omaha that hadn't been to yet. And I went to this Sunday. Picked up some Kentucky bourbon barrel aged strawberry ale. Pretty good. Not gonna lie, it was pretty good. It's on sale. It was $4.99 for four bottles. It's like yeah, why not? Why wouldn't I try that? So pretty good pour tonight. Let's see who who makes this. Uh Agent bourbon barrels. Ooh, eight percent. That could have been dangerous. Um, ale with natural flavors, agent oak barrels. Who is the manufacturer on this thing? I guess I should have looked in advance, so I'm not Kentucky Proud. I guess the, the brand is just Kentucky. Kentucky bourbon barrel ale. There you go. It's pretty delicious. We are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern out here at TheAverageGuy.tv slash live. Thanks to everybody. Um, Brian, Marv, Ken, I saw a little bit out there earlier. Rick, thanks for coming out. Joe and Ken. I said twice. Thanks for coming out. We'll be back next Thursday with John Biggs. With that, we'll say goodbye.